0: Welcome to the Operate Intelligently podcast, the podcast for all things operations. I'm Brian McDonald coming to you from Dude Solutions. And today, joining me again on the podcast is Paul Lachance, our senior manufacturing advisor here at the Dude. Paul, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Brian. It's always awesome to be here. Thank you. So, today's special podcast has a holiday theme. Now, we completely understand there are a number of different religious and cultural celebrations around the holidays. However, today we are going to poke fun at Santa Claus and take a few maintenance and operations lessons from him and his crew. So, Paul, are you ready? I'm ready. We came up with a couple of hypothetical situations that Santa may encounter uh, around the time of Christmas. And uh, none of these are ones that we've pulled off uh, any storylines or anything. It's just what we came up with and, and what the kind of maintenance challenge would be around that. So the very first one is that Santa's got everything loaded up to go in the sleigh, and the sleigh's not working for whatever reason. So, what kind of advice would you give Santa on how he could not have this problem?
1: Yeah, this is it, a good it's a good hypothetical situation that will directly correlate to any manufacturer who it's go time. You're at a critical juncture in producing or, or, or using your assets, and they don't function correctly. You know, the example of I don't think Santa's ever actually missed delivery of these presents to the good boys and girls around the planet. Um, But what we don't know is what happened behind the scenes, that moment when they're trying to get off the ground and that sleigh is not working. Um, Probably what would have happened is the maintenance elves would have jumped right on that situation and probably come in and and jury-rigged it and and saved the day. Um, and, And they were able to deliver, and they were able to deliver those presents. What bothers me about manufacturers, um, and I, I'm hoping theoretically that Santa Claus and, and all those elves that work with him uh, would, would think of this is, let's not let that happen next time. Mm. Let, let's come up with a proactive culture so that we can maybe build a preventive maintenance plan, do some testing, make sure we have the parts we need. So the inevitability of a problem occurs, but at least we can deal with the problem. And and in a perfect world, we make sure the sleigh is going to be operating correctly before we go to fire the thing up.
0: Yeah, the thought of uh, having to get those elves out there at the last minute, you know, you might not make it by midnight. There's so many things that could go wrong. It's it's a bit chaotic. Well, I'm sure Um,
1: Santa was pretty stressed out, and, 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 you know, I'm— I'm sure the elves that that's a great thing about maintenance uh, team members. they they come in and save the day often cases they're the I call them the unsung heroes of facilities. I mean we don't want to have to come in in those critical situations and always be fighting fires and saving the day. You want to try to create an environment where that doesn't happen in the first place. but when it does, you know they raised um, to the level to go ahead and solve the problem. and the stakes were obviously pretty big on December 24th.
0: So that's a good uh, example. The other hypothetical situation we talked about is looking around the toy line and distribution system, and and how that how that's been, say, uh, modernized a bit, and and where there's opportunity for it to even, you know, become more upgraded and, and efficient in how it delivers.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you look at um, when I envision the North Pole and that the environment where these elves are all diligently working, creating these toys. And they're probably starting a lot earlier um, than we realize. It's probably starting, I'm probably after they take a little break after the Christmas rush is over. But they start making those toys and distribution systems and the asset, the production assets um, go through this. I'm sure in the old days when everything worked on magic, they didn't need to do this. But in a modern environment, there's, there's all kinds of technologies that can be used to make these organizations more efficient. Um, often we hear about this industrial Internet of Things, these IIoT sensors that can be embedded in, in facilities and the assets and the distribution systems. And they're not necessarily just for maintenance. They're there for production aspects and so forth. But the maintenance operations can benefit from that um, so, that, so that these toys can be created in, in, a, in, in an efficient manner um, and be ready on time.
0: I think what's also really neat about the new sensors uh, and the IoT sensors is this is going to be giving them information during that whole production timeline that, that could last six to eight months or, or be perpetual depending on what the situation is so that they're not getting down to the last minute or the last uh, three or four weeks before mm-hmm. they don't have time to make up lost production. Because I think that's always, you know, time is always like that fourth dimension. You can't ever recuperate it. You got unlimited supply. If you're not monitoring the production aspect with some intelligent sensors and such to help you kind of alert you when things are going to go wrong or, or steering to go wrong.
1: Yeah. I'm always, you know, when, when we see, when you walk into your local target and you, you start to see the, all the Christmas stuff starting to show up and you're like, Oh, it's that time of year. It's always way too early for me personally. Um, but what you don't realize is that stuff has been planned and created through the whole course of the year leading up to that. And that's got to be no different at the North Pole, that they are getting ready to create their products through the course of the year. So efficiency and, – and I think IoT sensors um, and, and the modern facility and, and that technology in, that's in there is to the benefit – of that production process, and again, that does correlate to how we can do maintenance as well. At the end of the day, if if they're making their toys, and all of a sudden there's some sort of a problem with one of the assets or the distribution system, and an alarm work order shows up on their on their um, desktop, or even better yet, on their mobile device, um, so that their maintenance elves can come in there and address it, it just will make that process be so much more smooth.
0: The next hypothetical situation we came up with is. Uh, Santa's Santa's workshop runs on magic, right? But the supply of magic has run out. So now he has to operate his workshop the same as anybody else on the planet. So I'm Santa. Paul, I'm coming up to you, and I'm like, well, I've lost my magic. What do I do?
1: Well, for the record, I think we're going to make sure if there's any kids listening, Santa's workshop still runs at least partially on magic.
0: Yeah, it's still running on magic. This is, <laughs> right. this is a,
1: a hypothetical. But is it enough? Yeah. And um, so... I looked at some interesting statistics. In 1960, there were 1 billion children on this planet. By around now, there's almost 2 billion children on this planet. Um, we're going to have to assume that some of them are naughty, and Santa Claus is not going to stop there. But that's a heck of a lot of additional kids in a, a span of time that you got to figure that the production um, capabilities of the North Pole factories there probably have had to increase dramatically. And so is magic enough? (laughs) Maybe, but if it isn't, there are all kinds of great technologies and efficiencies that we can do. You don't necessarily have to directly scale your production capabilities to match up with that demand. Maybe you can be more efficient a big one I always go to is increasing your uptime. If your uptime was 87%, and well, hopefully with Magic, Santa's workshops were better than 87%, but let's just say it was, you got to get that up to 90, 92, 94, 96%. And you'd be amazed how much increased productivity you can get out of your, your assets by just having better uptime. And it's, it's, it's a much more cost-effective way of approaching that. But if you're going to try to do more with um, with what you have to work with. There's, CMMS is a great way. Your maintenance operations and improving that is a great way because that will ultimately contribute to increasing your uptime. So uh, some examples might be the ability to um, always know on your dashboards, uh, your maintenance elves, for example, uh, he or she can look at their, their dashboard every day, see how many work orders are ongoing, are they properly prioritized, do I have the right... Uh, people on the right jobs because um, you're trying to really streamline and make those processes more efficient. Uh, another example might be the ability to notify whenever there's an issue around uh, a work order or whatnot, are you properly requisitioning the appropriate people, even contractors? I mean, I got to imagine on the North Pole, um, if, if you need a contractor, <laughs> that might be you want to make sure you're efficient about it. Maybe Mr. Miser is one of the guys that you, you call on if you're having problems with your HVAC systems. But, but notification of appropriate staff and those things to really streamline and optimize, I think, can be, can be very helpful, again, with the ultimate goal of increasing that uptime.
0: I, I would hate to see the added cost of a service fee for a maintenance call to North Pole well Mr heat miser is
1: probably <laughs> local and maybe there's some local Inuit uh, type that can also assist in the yeah. process he's but... got
0: to make sure he doesn't need any real extreme specialists you know for, <laughs> for a part that's only made like, the other side of the planet or something.
1: If I were Santa or I was Santa's director of maintenance, I would save the magic for those scenarios. There you go. Yeah. That would probably be the best yeah. way to do it. But, you know, another one we can we can look at is mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in the old days, they didn't have those mobile devices, or maybe they did in the North Pole. They were probably on the cutting edge of all these technologies up there. But those mobile devices and have those maintenance elves right there in the workshops where Santa's elves are making those toys, um, and know when, what work orders are coming up and how you can address them and use the camera and, um, and the video abilities of these, of these devices to really help streamline that process.
0: I would love to see what Santa's dashboard looks like <laughs> from a couple different perspectives. One, like, what's, what's the color theme and all that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how does how he kind of uh, probably got some really cool design elements on the borders, but uh, exactly how, you know, what KPIs is he using and, and how is he displaying those?
1: Well, f- from a maintenance standpoint, um, KPIs, and there's a variety of them, but things like schedule compliance, am, am I getting to my preventive maintenance? And again, this is an all year project. It's not just December 24th, but am I getting to my preventive maintenance? Um, do I have my spare parts on hand for those uh, for that preventive maintenance? Um, Are there any safety work orders or emergency work orders, things of that nature? How long is it taking me to get to these work orders? But KPIs, key performance indicators and dashboard charts and so forth, can be a great way to catch problems before they sort of spiral out of hand. So I imagine Santa, though, however, probably does have some creative ones like forecasting production of how many naughty kids there are and and, and how many good (laughs) kids there are that might impact and tie into your production. There's
0: probably a ratio. (laughs) <laughs> that it will affect the production line, the volume of the production line, and
1: right. that's no different than how manufacturers yeah. work today. There's a correlation between demand and mm-hmm. production, and and that will also tie in with your maintenance operations. Mm-hmm. If demand is up, you're going to have to make sure you maybe have more spare parts. So mm-hmm. there's a sort of a dance that happens between the the production elves, the maintenance elves, and and Santa and Mrs. Claus, and and inventory
0: warehousing, all the different things you need. Exactly, especially over.
1: it's the North Pole. I mean. Yeah. You know, that getting these parts is not necessarily easy. 3D printing, however, maybe wow, someday true. that Santa and the team will really take advantage of.
0: So, Paul, you've been mentioning these maintenance elves, and I have to admit what's going in my mind right now is what, what would be the name of the head maintenance elf. Uh, so maybe we'll throw that out to social media and see what our listeners have any ideas.
1: Yeah, my elvish is not very good, um, so I, I'm not even going to take a guess at what that might be.
0: So I want to thank Paul for coming in today, talking a little bit about hypothetical situations that Santa and his elves may encounter.
1: Thank you, Brian. It was um, an interesting and fun way to look at maintenance operations. So I appreciate it. And I want to wish everybody a happy holidays.
0: Yes, definitely. We want to wish all of our listeners a happy holidays. And until next time, I'm Brian McDonald at Dude Solutions. Thank you for listening to the Operate Intelligently podcast produced by Dude Solutions. You can reach us by emailing espodcasts at dudesolutions.com or check us out on the web at dudesolutions.com.